If you peep, you go in jail. You're not allowed to whisper to tell the truth. Welcome to the podcast where we track down Australian war veterans, have a chat with them and hear their stories. I'm Alex Lloyd and this is Life on the Line. They were building positions in there if for a fight. happened to us, by the time anyone got to us, I think it was chaos. the weather was so bad, there would be no to run boots full of blood. And the next thing I hear was alarms screaming. Chances of survival were very, very slick. The soldiers didn't want to go into the ambushes, so they'd send the kids in first. So he was sent in first into an ambush and he got shot in the stomach. It was very hard for me, very hard for my family. And the pain burst Proud of the crew, proud like of what I've achieved and what I'm doing. The volunteer for service was in effect to put your life on the line. Welcome to the final bonus episode of Season 2 of Life on the Line. We still have one final Australian veteran conversation coming out next Tuesday, but this is the last bonus episode for a little while. Over the last two Fridays, you'll have heard my interviews with a German World War II Army veteran and an East Germany Cold War veteran. Today's chat is with Horst Haser, who served in Germany's Navy in the Second World War. Horst's memory is sadly not what it used to be but he shared with me what he could about his wartime service. He has some powerful memories that have stayed with him to this day. I'm Alex Lloyd in Melbourne today in the home of Horst Hasse. Horst, thank you for coming on the podcast. When were you born? 4, 8, 24. Did your father fight in First World War? No. I was living in a city, it's not Germany anymore, called Stettin. When did you join the Navy? I was 16. You were 16 when you joined, so it would have been late 1939 or early 1940. Yeah. Why did you join the Navy? Why? I was living on the water. And you wanted to serve the fatherland at sea? Yeah. Were you political? Oh, not, not political. My father was in a, he was in the Labour Party and our table, there was a drawer in there and I was 10, 12 years old and I found an emblem and I put it on. And when my father came back, he saw he smacked me. I said, why? That was an emblem from the Nazis because my father... Uh, was playing every fortnight card, carton. One of them guys, when he came, he didn't knock on the door. When my father got police came, they put my father in jail, two years in jail. And he said, if that guy comes back, I... At this point, Horst made a throat-slitting gesture. But he was uh, in Russia... But he didn't come back. He was killed. So your father was imprisoned for speaking yeah, out against Nazis. That's right. Do you remember what inspired you to join the Navy? I was living on the water. When I was four years old, my father went with me on the water and said, don't be afraid of the water. And he shocked me in the, in the deep water. <laughs> and he said, yes, swim like a dog. And all of a sudden... I didn't went under water. I was above the waterline. You learned how to doggy paddle. My dad was a soldier. When he came, came on leave, 
I have to ask him for signature. And he said, what for? I said, I want to, want to go in the Navy. He said, you know what you are in for? I said, no, but I like the ship. I like the border. And he signed it, and that's in August. I turned only 16. Because from my father, I was learning that the, that the Nazis didn't have have any be educated to do the right thing, and don't do the wrong thing, and just stay on the left and on the right and stay in the middle. Then you can make up your mind or what, whatever you know. Be neutral. Your father was a soldier. Uh, he was only a soldier because because of the war. He was drafted into to to say a body man. Where did he fight? West or east? He was sent to Poland. Poland. Shocking things happened. He was. He had a lot to do with horses, and one of them said, "Go and have a look what George is doing." It was uh, in the night. So he went on the pump. When he went on the pump, three sea soldiers were killed. Why were the three soldiers killed? We were the intruders on, on Paul, you know, and that was the hate. So your father, was he was in charge of looking after horses? Yeah, he was with horses, you know. And Did he witness any other crimes? <sighs> we were young and we have to occupied this all in, in our body. It's, it's not easy, you know, to stay on the right line. You don't know if to go to the left or to go to the right or to stay in the middle, you know. What was your training like? The Funkkastenschule. Uh, I went six weeks to here and uh, to learn to be a Funker. Uh, uh, what's the Bloody English name. Funk uh, radio? Yeah. Morsing and this. But then after uh, two years, they found out my right ear was all right, but my left was only half. You were half deaf in your left ear? Yes, ear. yes. So what did they move you into doing? I went on a Funkgastenschule. That's hearing and geben to hear and to morse. You were receiving orders and sending orders. Yeah, on the French coast from Calais to Le Havre. It was 42, 43, 44. I was all the years in France. So were you always on the coast? Were you ever on a ship? Very rarely I went on a ship. Were you on a minesweeper at one point? Yeah, year and a half. Two o'clock in the morning, the same, every seaman comes, any news, on, and I was alert not to tell a single word. Otherwise, I go on. Horst made here another throat-slitting gesture. You hear all the news through the radio, but you were sworn to secrecy or you'd be taken away. Because we were trained not to tell to anyone, not even to, to your father or to your, your mother, when I was, every time I was on leave, my parents said, what are you doing? And I have to lie. I don't have to tell them the truth. 
because it was uh, in German, they said it's Geheime Kommandosache, that you're not allowed to talk to anyone. You just no. have to keep your, your bloody mouth shut, otherwise you go in jail, you know. Did you believe in the war you were fighting? Were you proud soldier? Uh, you were trained for it, and uh, I was uh, never a Nazi. I hated it because they done so much damage to people. Everything on the Navy was, what they call it, Geheime Kommandosache. If you peep, you go in jail. You're not allowed to whisper to tell the truth, what you went through. But if you're young, you don't know it. You just go, it's, it's so excitement. It was a new world for you, you know. We were trained to catch airplanes. You put a, a German airplane on course me towards the pommy. And when he got contact, that's all what you know of. He, you didn't know if the guys came back or they're still alive, you know. It was all, all hidden. It was a very cloak and dagger war you were fighting. Yeah, yes, yes. Every ship, the camaraderie was uh, number one. Number one. If you fall in the water, you, you have to... It is you, not only you believe, you have to jump in there and save his life. You would look after each other? Yes. It was number one. Because mm. you've told me about how you all had to keep quiet or you'd be in danger. Did you know anyone who, who spoke and who... It was, was on the ship and two young officers make, uh, went on the wardrobes. The intention was to... Defect? Leave? Yeah. That they have a reason to put you away. Anyway, and that was, we had two guys. And after four weeks, we went on the sea. And the, the two guys never came back. Do you know what happened to them? They killed them. They killed the two guys. But the one he done it, Never said a word. Not a single word. That, that was only by when they came, handshake, not even talk. That was all what, it was horrible. Do you know how they died? Once I went, another four guys, we went from Le Havre to Rouen, because why we went to Rouen, there were two guys, they put away. And I was one of them. We were seven. You shoot them. You were in a... There are certain things that went there. For years and years, you feel that you you've done something wrong. But on the other side, you were not allowed to whisper. Not even to your father or to, to no one. So you were part of a firing squad that had to kill two yeah. traitors. That must have weighed on you, your conscience, quite heavily. Yeah, that's right. Did that leave you with emotional scars? Yeah, of course, of course. You know, I'm a German. I don't hate the Jews, but I'm between. They've done so much 
they did so much damage to the youth. I'm not part of it, you know. Uh, so many innocent people are put away. It hurts you. You carrying that on for your whole bloody life till you shut your eyes. Certain things I'm not allowed to tell you. I'm not allowed to tell you. Even today, why the Reich has fallen? Bad things, really bad things. Oh. Is that why, when the war was over, you left the navy and never came back? Yeah. The reason I'm here in the late fifties, I came because I was living in Bielefeld. You know Germany near Hanover, the Russian on our doorstep. And I was in the Navy. And I built a beautiful house, 1950. A two-story house, not a bloody shit, but they built here. Bricks and bricks and bricks and, and no wood, all bricks. I said one day to my wife, she said, no. You can't. We got a beautiful house. They're ten years old. But I said, I don't want to go to the war again. And I put my name to um, Australia and to Canada, and Australia came first, and that's why I'm here. You came here to escape a chance of another conflict, another war. Did your children ever ask you about the war? And if they did, did you ever share any of your memories? Yeah, they were. They were. My eldest daughter was nine, the boy was five, and the little one, she was a year old. She was in a court on the, on the way to Australia on the ship, you know. And when I came here, I started to do wall and floor tiling. I worked hard. I'd done even here. So many, over 100,000 hours voluntarily here. Wow. Cut alone and that. Because that's what I'm born, to help people. Interviewing Jens, Horst and Eugen has been a rare experience and I'm so grateful to them all for coming on the podcast. Meeting Eugen and Horst in person was also a real honour. While I can't quite thank them for their service, as I usually do for veterans coming on this show, I certainly respect them. My warm thanks go to Oliver and the staff at Martin Luther Holmes for helping arrange this podcast. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Life on the Line Podcast and on Twitter at LOTLPod. Check out our website, www.lifeonthelinepodcast.com and subscribe to our email newsletter. Also subscribe in your podcast app and tune in next Tuesday for the final main episode of Season 2. It's a special one. Life on the Line is brought to you by Thistle Productions. Artwork by Big Cat Design. Music by Dan Van Werkhoven. Thanks for listening. And lest we forget...